0: Welcome to the new podcast, which is very (laughs) similar to the old podcast. And I was racking my brain. Now, we haven't done the podcast for a bit because I've been racking my brain because I know what I want to do. But I also know sometimes, like, I know what the people kind of have been responding to based off of the number of downloads we get. The number of downloads are higher when we have Steve McKenna on the show. I don't know why, but I figured out how I could... Bring in some amazing guests. Like today we have Brian Unger from Yellowstone. What? Um, and, and, and meanwhile, still keep Steve as part of it. So I'm going to introduce the shows with Steve when he's available. I'm going to close out the, the shows with Steve, but he's not going to be part of the interview with important celebrity people. And if Steve's
1: not available, fuck him. That's it. It's pretty simple. Wow. This is great. I'm really happy to be a part of this. It's like... Steve, I... we, we need you to be in in the beginning. Yeah. And then when it, when the podcast gets good and really interesting, we're going to have to ask you to leave. There we go. And then uh, if you're still around and can find some time, yeah. we'd like you to come back at the end and let yeah. Zane make fun of oh. you a little bit. Oh, my God. And then we'll, then we'll, put, yeah. a, we'll put a wrap on it. That's it. It's a dial. That's it. Yeah. Why didn't I... You're, you... What a great fucking formula. You
0: reiterated... More eloquently, what I how I should have said it. That's it. It's just I know you you, so well. How do you improve something with Steve? Have less Steve in it. Have less Steve Mm. in it. That's it. Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing real quick. Uh, I was consulting for this network. I don't know if we're allowed to say the network, but for this production company called Sonic Gods, they're amazing. And and I was consulting for them about some new programming. I pitched a show. You pitched me a show. I pitched them your show, and then they went and shot a pilot of the show with you in Salt Lake City. And the, my idea yeah. was that you were a buffoon, mm-hmm. kind of a stretch, and then you, um, uh, you know, and as part of your, your whole contractor business and everything like that. So you're, you're doing a lot of big projects in Park City. I want to make fun of you. But when I saw the pilot, I was so impressed with you And I know I told you this, and I I hate to say this, and it pains me to to give you compliments. You need to understand that. I was (laughs) so impressed with you, and and the look of the show and everything. I was like, I was flabbergasted. You, I don't know how many takes you needed to do to to sound smart. You sounded so smart. However, however, um, you did something weird with your hair, where you like didn't put product in it and you let it just dry on its own, and it looked like a bad wig
1: i don't do product bro i don't do it like i see your hair right now you're sitting at home no one around and you got product in your hair
0: See, tens of thousands no of people are are watching this so why am i not who gonna look good
1: Care? no i don't care who cares i don't
0: care about you you don't care and i don't care about you um I know. <laughs> you, 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 really you, you kind of seem put together right now with your uh with your beanie but you're in park city so you can pull it off okay
1: I got my adventure beanie on. You see? Yeah,
0: it's nice. It's nice. It's
1: the only one I wear. I don't know what it is with this one, but it's great. You, I love hey, it. Hey, look, look it, Steve. Look, time. Steve.
0: You look great. If anybody wants uh, an incredible deal on adventure apparel, go to adventure.com. Or you know what? Just go to zainlamprey.com and you can get get there from there because the sa- the sales are, are amazing. And there's reasons, specific reasons for things that we'll get to in the future and I'm really excited about. It. Okay. But... Uh, real quick uh, I'm on tour right now Visiting uh, 140 uh, Breweries This year My That's insane dude
1: You're insane It is
0: kind of insane I did 89 last wow. year And I'm doing 140 this year And it's Insane um, My Logger Than Life Tour Tickets go on sale For that uh, On St. Patrick's Day 2022 And then Look Hey real quick Wait a minute Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah.
1: Who came up with Logger Than Life Whose idea Was that Was that Tad's idea
0: or Josh. No, no, that was mine. They, they had some ideas. I, pitched, I put it out to them. No, no, that was mine. That was mine. Oh, uh,
1: I, that's brilliant. I, did, I put I like it out it. to the
0: crew, and there were some really good suggestions, but that is the one that won. Mel, Mel's is totally fermented. That's what she likes. And that might be that the key. title of my TV special, which we're shooting at the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y, down in Anaheim. And I was going to ask you this anyway. Are you, are you coming to that? That, that filming?
1: You think I'm growing this beard for my health? Come on. You, of course I'll be there. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You say sometimes you say things and let's
0: just let me put it this way. Uh, one of Steve's best qualities be is not follow through.
1: Mm. Not with you. Not with me. <laughs> you're too all. You're too all over the. place. You're too here. all over the place. You f- I scad. Can't, you, can't. Um, you know what it is? Yeah. I can't. I can't be told what to do by you. So if you say something, I inherently want to do the opposite.
0: Yeah. I, I don't care what it is. That it, I don't care if that, it's a commitment I made,
1: right. whatever it is. Right.
0: It's been like that a, for... Ever. 30-something uh, years.
1: <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah. You it's say so gross. something, and I literally try and rack my brain to find out... Wait a second. ...what I could do that would be completely different and opposite. Is that why you make questionable
0: decisions? Because you... Oh, you don't even... By the way, you don't ask me. I just offer you my opinion as your best friend and you never take my advice. Is that because it's coming from me?
1: Um, well, I would... Yeah. Okay. I would say, yeah. 100%. Okay,
0: all right. 100%. Um, okay. Hey, you... Okay, so you're coming down to that show. That's going to be awesome. I don't know yeah. how people okay. will get tickets for that. It's a private show. Uh, just keep your eyes on my social media let's do
1: it let's do some giveaways let's i us do some giveaways bro. I, I, the
0: whole thing is be it's it, there's all there's a lot of moving pieces but i think i appreciate like you, having you gotta ideas. have to okay. have
1: like the uh, the adventure banner up there the no. longer and, and no stop and, it no it's just and, no and, and, it's just and, and like no
0: stop it it's, one of
1: each of all of your clothing god, apparel things wow get out there and, and just and and now you understand you know, why i don't do take your ideas giveaways. god this is horrible Everything that's
0: happening right now is so, so bad. Um, by the way, you sound uh, low quality right now. What's happening?
1: It's just me.
0: Do you not have your microphone, Steve? Do you not have, I have this microphone? No. Do you Do you not have the studio mm-hmm. microphone that we bought for you to, to record into?
1: What am I going to plug it into? My my ass. Why don't you where? Wh- where's your computer? I don't have Why? it. Why? <laughs> That's what I called and told you. I don't have my computer. I know. We can't do that. Why How? Are, why don't you bring your computer with you everywhere? You don't need it. You told me you, you were just going to use the uh, I know. audio from the camera. I understand
0: that. I know that we had this discussion beforehand, but I'm talking about it now so that people understand why I sound so amazing and you sound like crap. I need huh. people to know it's not have, my fault. I don't
1: have my computer. Right,
0: but I need people to understand, like, hey, this we're not setting the bar for this this episode, next time, you're going to bring your stupid computer, dude, and it'll sound Dude, no one gives a fuck. About, gives a fuck. About you, since you've left television.
1: Oh, about anything we're doing All right. right now.
0: Have you, that's not true. That's not true. Um, okay. we, so, you are you done with Yellowstone? Are you up to date? Yes. The show? So, so yeah. Brian Unger, uh, who's a friend of mine, he's, yeah. he's the doctor. Uh, so, like, when Kevin Costner, like, Uh, Every time he gets hurt or shot or whatever it is, he goes in and sees Brian. Go. All right, so this is uh, my interview with Brian Unger. Uh, Brian Unger, uh, I could sit here and list your credits, Mm -hmm. your accolades. Please do. But I'd rather talk about how well you dressed to show up to my house today. And I know you want to play it off. That's in typical Unger fashion. I'm gonna tell you a little secret. First of all, it's smoke and mirrors,
2: and I'm not playing it down. I slept in this t-shirt. <laughs> not kidding. The, the the trousers were on the chair. Yeah. I was like, "Well, shit, I can put that together." Mm-hmm. I pulled this out of the closet. It only takes one piece, Zane. A piece. I see. In the fashion world, that's how people talk. I don't. Know that's to a nice down. piece. Or I, I like, and yeah. so I put this fit
0: together, and here I am. You know, um, the pants are nice, so I think that that. But but I understand what you're saying. So what what do we call that? Is that a, a fit? A, a, no, a peacoat. What is that? What is that jacket? What do we call no, that? No, it's not a peacoat. <laughs> you're getting <kidding>? upset. <laughs> it's, it's sort of a bla-
2: it's me. kind of a blazer thing, and oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's, uh, it's just it's just. Thank hip. you so much. And, it's and all uh, the way. I got it on the internet and it came. This feels oh, like one of those
0: things where like when, when someone here, here's, here's another reaction you could have had, um, and just try this out. I could have said, Hey, you look fantastic. And you could have said, thanks. That's another, that's another, that's another option. It's not as good for, for the podcast, but, um, it's kind of like when someone, it's almost like you feel guilt sometimes. When you have an outfit, someone's like, "Man, that's a great shirt." And you're like, "Oh, I got it. It was it was twelve dollars. Yeah, I, got I don't. It Ross, I don't
2: play that shit down. I know. I know. You ask me a legit. I listen. One you of the first book I ever read was called Clo- How Clothes Make the Man" by Alan Flusser. <laughs> that was the first book I ever got. My dad gave it to me. He was very big on fashion, very big on being dressed. Like, don't leave the house without looking good. Uh, just the importance of attire and in huh. any in any setting. He was very big on that. He was kind of a clothes horse, my dad. Here's another. Yeah. And my in, brothers are too.
0: Is it horse? I thought it was whore.
2: Close whore? No. You've horse? been watching some of these other programs yeah. on
0: some of these other <laughs> cable networks that have I'm to throw another on. one no, no, at no. you. Close this is another horse. thing you could have said. Close horse. You could have said, uh, Zane, you look great as well. So those are two other options <laughs> of things you could have gone for. Have Let, let's let's break down our our uh history uh so we met on the uh, we met the first day. Okay. So we did a show called um uh Showdown of the Unbeatables, Unrateables, Unwatchables. <laughs> Cuz we got one season. <laughs> I don't think it was our fault. But you know what? You can't prove that that's the case. Um, And so we got, uh, this is an interesting thing. And I told somebody this story the other day. They already shot the pilot. I think you knew this or maybe. Yeah, they did with two other people. Two other people who Mm -hmm. were scientists. Yes. And then they realized when they watched it that it was more important to make something entertaining uh, to be entertaining rather than too scientific and I feel so bad for these people, because I. But I've also been on the other side of this, as if you, where it's like the, the, you know, this has been shot, and then those people are so excited, you know, because I did a show called um, Motor Mouth. It was about people singing in their cars for VH1, and it was a stage, shiny floor thing, you know, with a stage and an audience and all that kind of thing, and um, and then they got the people who didn't know that they were being videotaped and brought them. Blindfolded into the studio where they would get to perform, and the winner got money or a car or something like that. And so I get a call from the um, the producer and the director, and he's like, he's like, hey, good news, bad news. Um, good news is show got picked up for a full season. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. He goes, yeah. The bad news is uh, is that we're going without a host. Oh. And I was like, oh, so in the future, that's just bad news and news. Mm-hmm. There's nothing good to me. How did they do that show without a host? Well, they didn't do it for very long. I think it was just a clip show. They just turned it wow. in like a narration. I was like, I narrate, but I'm just like, whatever. Okay. So so we were on the other side of that, where you and I got put in very quickly. Um, I think from the t- day I was cast, the day we shot was probably like four days for me. I think it was just probably similar too. I think they just
2: sent me an email and said, will you do this? Will <laughs> you?
1: Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I I was so white hot famous at that time. I don't... (laughs) I
2: I mean, shows were more like low-hanging fruit. I do remember around that time. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: There were more hosted shows?
2: There were more hosted shows. There were more white guys on TV doing those jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we are persona non grata for the most part. Yeah. Uh, um, And it's nothing racial. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean it's it's just more like it's
0: it's it's not it's just it's just the way that things it's it's not it's totally racial it's racial it's It's not completely racial it's not racist it's no it's it's racial racial. yeah yeah it is uh,
2: (laughs) and but when I think back about that show Showdown of the Unbeatables the show um like many shows they're canceled too soon and networks don't stick with them long enough for them to get traction because the idea of that then became BattleBots. And Discovery had a long-running success with it, yeah. And it ran for seasons because the idea was basically like, let's have two camps of nerds compete against one another Why don't with you, technology. Explain
0: what the show was.
2: So anyone who had like a cool uh, invention, um, could compete. Could compete in this thing
0: against this, and this. Okay, so this is the show we did, Showdown of the Invadables. I'm trying to remember how did the two teams compete. It, it, it was just like. They found technologies, and then the pro- producers found a way to make a challenge to have those things line up. So, so one of the first days we were there, I don't remember the first day. It was but how did they a, put, a, there put was them together?
2: Remember, we had—I remember the train horn and the acoustic yeah thing. So,
0: so they built like a, like a hut made of this uh, soundproof, soundproof material. Soundproof material, and you had to. They put a, a person inside who knew Morse code and with the train horn, they spelled out something to see if this guy could could record it all.
2: And the competition was between the train horn guy uh-huh. and then the acoustic right. room. Right. Right? Those right. two technologies right. would go to battle the one. Okay, right. correct. The, the good correct. thing about it is like yeah.
0: it's not really a loser when when like there was a giant uh crane uh, what do you call it? Like a just an armed, like shovel. Earth mover kind of a thing with an arm on it, whatever it is, and it had a like a ten thousand pound jackhammer to break into one of those brown safes. Oh yes, I remember that. And yeah. so and so, it's like it's you don't if the safe gets broken into, it's not really a fail because that's not necessarily a real world application. So it was kind of it was fun, but maybe because of that, there just wasn't enough on the line.
2: I don't know. Um, I think if they had just stuck with it, they probably would have had a successful yeah, I season. Think, I think you're I right. think these are tough. These linear cable networks are struggling anyway, but I remember our rating was kind of like a 0.2, and now that's a good number. See, it's like this because is the problem.
0: Because there's so many other options.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and these streaming wars are sort of decimating some of these like also-ran cable networks. So. so we're in
0: agreement that it wasn't our fault. We were great. We, were, In awesome. the we show. were so good. We were so. Good. Um, off off the show horrible people. We were funny. Yeah. We were interesting. We were hot. We were high. We were do you remember <laughs> do you remember that like when you when you we'd have this back and forth riff, this repartee <laughs> that you and I got really good at and we're doing it now and we got into it so quickly. Uh and then you'd watch the show and they cut all of it out. Yeah. So they cut out a lot of personality, which is going to happen. And I think the stakes weren't there. If you watch the the Japanese version of the show, which it was, which it came from, there's a panel of three people, and it was like these things where it was, you know, they had to bid on it or they they bet on it, you know, maybe not real money, but to see who would win it. It made it more exciting when you had stakes because you and I didn't really have stakes. I think they wanted us to trash talk, but there weren't, weren't a lot of stakes. Yeah, there. right. There weren't. Um, the yep. Japanese version was amazing. There was a machine where it was a face recognition. And they wanted to see if they could send in twins to unlock it, uh, oh, to do it. And I, think, okay. and I think that they did. So, And they probably had more things to it. But, yeah, I, I think it was it was like National Geographic's answer to uh, Mythbusters. That's correct. And they didn't. And in, they,
2: in a competitive reality scenario. Yeah. And then our boss went on to become a development executive at Netflix. And Who's did that? Did you know that? Nat? Nat. Is that yeah. where he is now? Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Um, he took uh, a That's pitch meeting from me recently just out of just being nice and never yeah. called me back. So
0: <laughs> he, he listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure uh, so, he does. so what do you want to tell him? What would you like to say to him, Brian? I'd like him to
2: go fuck himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, I know you're not listening. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to go, and then...
0: I'm And gonna then f- can
2: I fill out an application? Is there a job opportunity over We just over there? hired
0: Mark here, mm. but, yeah, I haven't even seen his work. <laughs> he's just started yesterday, so I haven't seen <laughs> his work to the point where I can tell you if he's good or bad. Um, here Here's something interesting. So I'm shooting a, uh, a TV special of my stand-up. Shooting it on spec, so for people who don't know, that means that... I don't have a buyer. I'm paying for the whole thing and and hoping that someone ends up buying it. And so one of the people that I called uh to talk about this uh with was you. You're actually the first person I called to really, really to, yeah, to talk about the creative side of it. And and so I called you up and I said because you came and saw my show in Hollywood. Yeah. My my stand-up, our stand-up. And um and so that is the show that I'm going to be performing at the brewery uh, at the end of March. Um, and so I kind of, I called you up to get your, your take on it. And I didn't expect, um, like, I didn't expect you to have really as well thought out sort of feedback. Tell, tell me what you said, because it's because um, uh, uh, Topher. Topher. Wait, Topher, Gra- Gra- Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't listen to this. So you go ahead. Tell him Tell well, him what you want to tell him.
2: I mean, I think, you know, everybody learns this the hard way in this town, but yeah. basically there is a, a an unwritten rule that that you really don't give feedback in this town, honestly. You so don't get or you don't give? You don't give it and you don't, and you people ask for it yeah. uh, frequently, but you do not actually give it. So if yeah. someone, for instance, says, could you read my script and tell me what you think? Right. You, as the recipient of that script, lose it and never read it. And if you do read it, you keep those comments to yourself. You just tell them,
0: Yeah, this is great, man. Actually, you don't.
2: You could say, I loved it, it was terrific. Yeah. Or you just say, you know, I'll I you you wait long enough that they forget. They forget. Okay. They gave it to you yeah. and you kind of go, Whew. um I'm not kidding. That is a no, rule you, here you, in this town. You yeah. don't people do not. And, and I, and I, so I hesitate any, I mean, I don't want to read a script. No one wants to read anything in this town. Anyway, this town in, 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 in show business, frequently people just don't want to give their opinions about stuff. Um, why? Well, if you write something, it's very personal. Um, and there's a lot of ownership. There's a lot of like attachment to it and, it's one of the reasons why you should never write alone. You should always have someone, you should be open to right. another voice in the room. Um, and, and, and it's just helpful to, 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 to read things to other people. And you have to have humility. And you gotta like not be so invested that you don't listen to someone's input. I learned that way back on The Daily Show. I learned it from my, my roommate, a. Whitney Brown, who would, who would give me criticism. And I remember early on, I was very hurt. I was always very defensive about stuff. But there are rules in comedy, and he would share them with me. And I learned to sort of accept them from a wiser, smarter person with more experience. Mm-hmm. And then I understood the value of writing in a room with a group of people where you were all sort of dialing up the comedy and pick, taking the best joke and making sure that's the one that aired that night, mm-hmm. um, but you had you 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 you. And it sounds it's like a team team approach to writing and comedy, um, but in this town, you know, for instance, you you said Topher, who who you know we've been friends ish for a long time and we've spent time together as just buddies hanging out. I, he asked me to watch a movie that he had done, and I went to dinner with him after the movie. And then he said, so what did you think? And then I said, <laughs> I, said I didn't really get it. And I there here's why I didn't like certain things in it. And then he never spoke to me again. Was it? Uh, and I hope I don't. It might have been just because he went on to do other things and grew past me, got married, had kids or something but
0: i mean i felt like it was like really this is after the the 70s show right yeah Yeah. this
2: was this was uh he he did a feature and and i don't know
0: i i felt like could he could he have fixed the things that you had problems with no because that could have been frustrating right yeah yeah i think so yeah that that would be imagine if i i I love the guy i mean he's such
2: a great guy and we I, I really do like you. Like really, he's fantastic and really Topher, talented and Topher. funny. I, I'll go but um, I just felt like maybe I shouldn't have been so critical. What I'm, we're just, I
0: I'm gonna just t- talk to him for a second. Okay, Topher, um, Brian really he loves you and he appreciates you. And the reason that he was sharing this with you is because he 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 cares. Call, call him. What's your phone number? I have it. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, I do
2: care. Him. Yeah. I care too much. Yeah, that's and the I problem. have to stop caring. I got to stop fucking caring. That's interesting. Um,
0: you know, because and and, and to go it, back to what I was to, to what I was it's saying, it's not
2: just to toe for too. That's an example of something, and he'll probably say, "Oh, I, I was just busy. That's why I didn't call you back." I'll, I'll be honest. But I I I, I I I or or why we didn't get together again or whatever it was. Yeah. I just, I just but it's happened many times. I'm sure it's happened with you too. Yeah. Is that people just don't really want your opinion?
0: It's just kind of like this thing where it's like. Look, I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll don't know. be honest. When I asked you for it, I did want it, but but maybe I didn't really want to know what I needed to do. So 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 with my with my stand up, there your your input was to tie everything together <clears throat> because the way that stand up is 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 happening these days, it's less about just all these little you know jokes and I'm more of a storyteller. So find a way to tie the whole thing together so that you have a beginning, middle and an end, maybe an arc of some sort where you, you, you there's a resolve, you know, and, and people understand why, the, what the point of this whole thing is. And so I was like, when you kind of said this, and and by the way, it was, it wasn't just as brief as that. It was maybe like a 15, 20 minute sort of explanation. And I was just like, kind of floored both not my ego because I really do want to know how to how to improve it. I want to know how I get I got to record this special. Before I record that special, I want to be at the best place that I can be. The good thing is is that I did four shows this past weekend in the desert, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Tucson, uh El Paso, Phoenix anyway. How did those and, go? It went really well because I started to kind of Take everything apart a little bit and find a little bit, find the through line. Mm-hmm. And then I have um, this week. I have eight shows, starting in De- in Des Moines, ending in Huntsville. And so I get to put all that into into play. And so I, I started changing things. I recorded the show um, in uh, in Phoenix and uh, Santa Fe, and I've been putting it together. You know, editing and editing it together to see what, uh, you know, what it was because I've never seen it before too, and that's the problem. Mm. We've tried to record it a few times. I don't know what looks, what expressions, what pauses, mm. what work, mm-hmm. especially from a video standpoint. And it was really interesting to do that. So it all came from, you know, from you kind of saying that. And so I've, I've, I've been re packaging. The whole thing to to kind of give it uh, a a purpose. Well, it's easier
2: for someone obviously on the outside to criticize, yeah, and give notes and do all of that. So first of all, you know, there's that, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think you know, stand up as 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 a form and an art is is kind of a collection of stories. There really isn't a lot of connective tissue from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like there are segues, but comics often use segues that are just like, yeah, and then yeah. I went down to the store today. Yeah. And anyway, I, and nothing. So, just, the yeah. subject just keeps changing. Yeah. yeah, and I think in these televised specials, there there does seem to be some narrative thematic yeah. connection that gives you this feeling that you had a meal when you're done. As opposed to like going to the buffet and just having a bunch of little things to yeah.
0: eat. Yeah, it's like, it's like when you're on the way home or the next day, you should you should think about it a little bit. You should be like, huh, that's interesting. Or, oh, I, you're, you're kind of, maybe I adjust your thinking a little bit or inspire you to travel, whatever it is. But I even had the bit about um, Mel, which I love, that I found a way to just remove a few pieces from it to make it fit Mm -hmm. into the, the theme of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's, 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 it's been fun. And the fact that I like the difference between Topher and me right now is that, um, I'm older and, and I know, like, I think when I was younger, I wanted to do everything myself. Now I know that the, um, all the only thing that matters is the end result. And if, and if the, to get the end result, the best that it can be, I got to take input from everywhere I can get it. I even reached out to this, um, this comedian, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, who I love, but I've never met. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just hit him on DM and then we started emailing and I was like, Hey man, I, I would love for your input. I went and met with Bert Kreischer. I'm like, I want to just make this as good, as good as possible. So um, it yeah. can also
2: be if there isn't something in the actual stories that threads together or connects. It can also be coming from your personal story about right. the kind of person you are and where you're at and yeah. the the who you were then and who you are now. Yeah, how all of these experience made you who you are. That's what it so, is, and that so that, yeah. so
0: that's the theme I'm going on is is and I started off. I'll show you after this um, is that I say. Um, Traveling around the world has an effect on you. yeah. And, and that is the whole point of this whole thing is how any of these situations that I've been in have had an effect on you. Sometimes the effect is is funny, but sometimes it's a bit prof- profound. I'm not saying it's prof- profound, but it's supposed to just have you think. But look, the intention, and, and I go through the whole thing, is my intention is to have people laugh. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you this, um, this video and then... It's a little bit more evolved from what what you saw. And by the way, I said this. I hate to use excuses, but I made the mistake of inviting too many people to my Hollywood show that I gave a shit about. And, 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 if, and if I have, like, I did a show in, in Sacramento, and my buddy Garrett from Maui Brewing and my buddy Anthony, who's a, a well-known barber up there... I invited them. They they met each other. They sat together with the, you know, them and their girlfriends and sat and watched it. And that was fun for me because I just had one little group. But And I don't mind playing to them. I don't mind seeing them. But when I was doing it in Hollywood, I had like 70 people that I knew. And every time I'd say a joke, I would run it through the filter of each of those people. And it's like really quick and not intentional, but it just made it, I was a little less playful at that one. You mean the
2: effect was that you were worried how they would you were running through a filter of how they would respond to each individual joke. To be
0: very honest with you, I wanted to impress everybody. Oh, okay. You know, I wanted everybody, I wanted you to come up at the end and be like, dude, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I wanted Todd Garner, a producer friend of mine to come and be like, dude, that is amazing. I love that. Like, you know, what can we do? That was my, that was what went through my head. So I would, so I set my stakes so high in that just subconsciously. Um, So, you know, like I was a little less playful. So the one that I'm going to show you, I think I'm more playful, and I'm more. It's more of, 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 of how it should be. So it's interesting. I hope this is interesting for people to listen to. You know what? I mean, go here's
2: ahead. my ta- my uh, your ability to talk to anyone. You are legitimately charming in any setting, and you are authentic. Be when you do when you're you. You, you realize up,
0: that is, that's the quote that's at the top of the poster. Is Brian it Brian Unger? authentic no no this just ca- whatever you just said okay, i'm going to play go it back i'm going to type it out and you're, that's it yeah that's it uh charming and authentic brian unger watch this special that's amazing you don't
2: you don't appear to ever to have an agenda and and i think what 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 you manifest in the shows that you've done is this just sort of like charming affable person who's like just driving toward one goal and that is to have a good time yeah and that's real in you. Right. And that's special in you because a lot of people in TV are driving toward a moment or a performance moment or trying to get something and it feels fake. Yeah. Or that, that like you're, you're, you know, you're just Bourdain had that ability to be real, authentic, and honest, even though he had notes and an agenda and an outline that right. the producer gave him. I think he pretty much did whatever the hell he wanted to do right. in those moments. Right. Except right. for the interviews. He probably he was just having conversations. It all goes back to that authenticity thing that what Dick Cavett said something about when you're interviewing somebody. So, someone asked Dick Cavett, uh, "How do you interview people? What would you, how would what tips would you say when you interview people?" And he said, "Don't don't interview oh, anyone. Just talk. Just talk. Just have a conversation." Yeah. And you do that because you that and, but your, you
0: and I were talking about this. Two days ago, you're like, "What are we going to talk about?" I'm like, "You kidding me? You were on fucking Yellowstone." <laughs> I I fake
2: operated on Kevin Costner and and his uh, uh, daughter in law. Well, I don't think they're married in the show, but yeah, no, I've pretty much operated on the whole cast. I've dealt with their bubble issues, their their wounds, their cancers, emotional. Their How
0: issues. many episodes did you do? I only did uh, three. Three. Uh, Where did you shoot? Park City, Utah. No shit. Mm -hmm. Wait, is that where the show is shot?
2: Well, in the first season, they shot most of it in Park City uh, and Montana. (laughs) The exteriors were at the Yellowstone Ranch up in Montana, I believe. Oh, there's a real place called Wyoming? Wyoming or Montana. I think it's Montana. I know they shot up in Montana and Wyoming. And then the interiors were all shot in this really beautiful soundstage that they built for this purpose, where? I think in, in park city, in park city. uh huh,
0: That's crazy. And
2: that's where I shot and it was great. Cause like you stayed in park city, which felt like a resort. Yeah. And then you go to work at this beautiful new soundstage. Um,
0: I had no idea that I shot in park city is very small.
2: I think it's now shot in Texas. I think. I think they're moving production primarily to the Texas because Taylor Sheridan lives in Weatherford or somewhere in Texas.
0: And so, he and he's the creator. So he's the creator, director, writer. He is okay. The, just he's just a, this, he's he's it. He's everything. He, he's yeah. He's like the chef. And for people who don't know this. who that is and have watched the show, he's the guy that is the is the real rodeo guy who like slides the horses. If you've seen the show, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. That's that's the guy who's the. It's called raining. Raining and he, um, Mark, edit that where it makes me sound smart, please, Mark.
2: <laughs> um, and so, and that's where I met Taylor as a rainer. That, okay, these are my questions. So, yeah. you
0: met him because you, because you're a, you compete on horses. Um,
2: so, Who's so, is that, is that, I, is that Topher? A, did, he, sp- did he hear us? It is, and he is, uh, spam. He says, I still don't want your notes. <laughs> so, he tech is texting me. Uh, um, oh. no, we were, um, <laughs> We were we were both in the same barn competing in reining as non pros. We're still non pros. I had wait just... you
0: rain. Yeah. Wait the sliding thing. Yeah. You you slide. Yeah. That's called
2: reining. It's called reining. Okay. So there are there are uh, uh, twelve, eleven or twelve patterns from the National Reining Horse Association. Mm-hmm. It's like figure skating on a quarter horse. Yeah,
0: I've seen you do that. I don't think in, in person. I've never been invited. Um, but I've seen like video of you doing it. And so there's certain moves. You have to do this choreographed sort of thing. Yes. Right?
2: So you're given the pattern before you ride into the arena. Uh, and you have to execute the pattern on first. A quarter first horse. You
0: have to, first, you have to memorize it.
2: Right. And so and there's, half there's the time. There's 12 moves? I shit the bed half the time just forgetting the pattern in the middle of it. Right. Because it's so um it is a it is such a a mental exercise of focus and the riding on a horse a a quarter horse at a full out, you know, gallop is like is so exhilarating that the brain tends to forget what the hell you're doing. So you, yeah. so it's a struggle. Even even very accomplished riders can forget patterns. But but uh
0: So he, yeah. And so you so he was just another Guy that was there,
2: and he 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 and I were both in the barn, and we were studying. We were students of Tom Ferran, who is a world champion who 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 was running this barn in Burbank. Tom's also a writer. Tom's father was an actor and a stunt man and a Hollywood cowboy. Uh, Tom Tom's been in Los Angeles and Southern California his entire life, and he's a seasoned pro. And Taylor and I were just kind of starting out in reining, and I bought a horse. And Taylor was riding some of Tom's horses and we were both sort of competing against each other but yeah. in the same barn. Yeah. Um and uh he was he was um teaching drama here in LA, uh teaching acting. He he what, and what I year, was what year is this? this is like nine this is two thousand um 2006
0: 2007 so this is before because he wrote Sicario
2: and he he had already written Sicario and I think it was in his desk drawer I think he was but we would sit on horses in the arena and we would we would practice with Tom and we would talk about show business because we were and I think I was on maybe I was doing I had just finished How the States Got Their Shapes or I was doing something on cable I think I was working for the Travel Channel at the time on a show called time traveling. But for me, it was like my third or fourth series on cable. I was feeling like very secure in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. This was like this cool new thing I was learning how to ride ride and compete in reining. Taylor was competing. and But we would sit on horses and we would talk about show business and he and Tom had a wonder, this great rapport. Taylor has really is he is of the West. He grew up in Texas and he would he would my recollection is he would say to Tom, the, the the trainer, I'm thinking about this story about a family. I kinda wanna do like the Godfather, but on the plains. Really? Like in the West. You heard him say that? Yeah. And I and he, Ye- would, year, he years would talk before. to Tom. Oh yeah. And he would talk to Tom about it, and Tom would say that's a great idea. And the two of them had a kinship where because they were Tom's so versed in the world, he's a real cowboy, mm-hmm. Tom is. Um, and and Taylor Taylor is from the, the Texas. I mean, he has a love of the West. Yeah, and he has traveled all over. His wife's from uh, Wyoming, I believe, and and uh, I th- and and i uh, he had already written Sicario, I think, because I think that script got made, and then that made that that gave him this Some potential leverage, yeah. to 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 make Yellowstone. Um, did you give him notes? Uh, there was, he never asked. <laughs> he did call me after. Um, God, he'd already made Sicario and we were at dinner at Tom's house and he said, uh, do you mind, Taylor's really open about showing you things. Yeah. And he really does want to, he, yeah. he really, it's, it's, and yeah. he'd already made Sicario. So I was kind of like, God, you know, I was just, just so happy for him. Yeah. man, I would do, plus it's like, a, I love that movie. It's a fucking great movie. And we were having dinner and Tom made some hamburgers and we were grilling out. And he's like, do you want to, I, I want you to watch, uh, I just finished this cut on Wind River. Do you mind watching it? And I'm like, um, yeah, sure, absolutely. So what does that he,
0: mean, Finished a cut? Some... He had
2: just finished like a rough cut on it. Okay, wow. And, uh, like no music or? It had, it had, uh, it wasn't color corrected. It wasn't scored. Um, it was kind of, Yeah, but it didn't feel very rough to me. It felt like a finished movie to me once I was watching it. But there were some CGI things that hadn't been finished on it. Uh And so we're watching it and I I was like, Taylor has this amazing talent as everyone knows, but like this amazing thing, he always opens with something that is so visceral. Mm -hmm. And he... Knows how to connect emotionally with viewers mm-hmm. like immediately and set just lock you in within mm-hmm. seconds and minutes. Or, and it's the scene of a Wind River where the girl is running across the snow in the night and she's just been assaulted sexually. And you see her running across, and then you hear the narration, and you just, you just. I mean yeah, yeah, you very dramatic yeah. and I was in I was boom, I'm like watching it, and I watched the whole movie and and uh it was late at that point, and I went home because I was like we'd had like three bottles of wine and we were all like tired as shit. He called me at seven forty five am it was before eight, yeah what did you think of the movie like what did you think? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna give notes to Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, Taylor, Taylor,
0: grab a pen, brother. We're gonna get yeah.
2: You know what? He's so he was so great. He said, "I really value your opinion. You're really smart. I really appreciate you, and I I really want to know what you think." And I said, "Okay. Well, here's here's what I thought. I thought you've really got something here. It's amazing. There was there, and I kind of went through maybe two or three moments or scenes that I thought you could lose." he could lose mm-hmm. and and or trim down or do something differently because it didn't feel right visually or something mm-hmm. and he and he he said okay thank you thank you so much for that really 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 appreciate it um he frequently in fact um god i remember we were at his house in salt uh, salt lake park city and he brought me back to his uh edit room in his house and he showed me the opening few minutes of Yellowstone, the first episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember watching it, and uh, I actually cried. I'm getting teary now. I know. That's good. Uh, I don't know if you remember the very first few minutes of the first scene, the first episode of Yellowstone, but I it should, was so... I, should, I shall go rewatch it. it I, I if I don't you know it. horses, too, yeah. it was... And you love animals, mm-hmm. and your wife loves animals. You guys would... And I remember I, I just was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Um,
0: oh, yes. I think I do remember. And Ke-
2: Kevin Costner, it's just, and it just sets. There's just something, you know, visceral is how I would describe uh-huh. it. Um, and, you know, and he said, what did you think? And I'm just like, you know. Um, sorry, I have a cold. I'm sorry, uh, yeah. a onions, <clears> yeah. Can I just like excuse yeah. myself and blow my nose? <laughs> no, it's just like, dude, this is fucking great. Yeah. I mean, wow, fuck. This yeah. is incredible. He's he's really open like like that. Um, he's 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 great. I've enjoyed enjoyed my friendship with him and working with him. And he's just the sweetest, kindest. But he knows what he wants. And in working on the show, the great, terrific group of actors. And he's um, he's he said to me, he's given me notes too. And in one scene. <laughs> Because, you know, I come from comedy. Yeah. But I've also, so as a serious actor, um, you know, dramas, like hour-long dramas on TV, I hadn't really done. And I was in a scene. (laughs) And I play a doctor on the show. So this is kind of silly that I'm even talking about this. But, I mean, I play a surgeon on the show. And he came, Taylor walked out to me (laughs) on the scene. He goes, "Um, I want you to, he says to me, I want you to... uh, Try to ignore any desire to be funny, <laughs> because the exterior yeah. of my face was doing something, I think, yeah, that transmitted comedy. Yeah. And he said, "I want you to, even if it was I even want if it you was to deadpan, Try yeah. to short-circuit that connection. And what I had done was I'd spent so much time with doctors as a producer working on a medical series when I was in the way back in New mm-hmm. York, doctors have great senses of humor. They're funny, they're kind of performers, right. um, they have a lot of attitude. They also don't take medicine like, the, the way we see doctors on TV is not how doctors are in real life. Right. They're very like
0: nonchalant. Yeah, like, like your bedside manner should be to downplay. Everything they have no time to talk to patients or families <laughs> of patients. I yeah. mean,
2: the, doctors on TV, Aren't anything like doctors in real life. Mm-hmm. Doctors in real life breeze into the room. They're going, okay, so, uh, yeah, so basically, here's what's going on. Um, you have cancer, yeah, and uh, you know we, we can treat that through a number of modalities. I, I have a physician's assistant who's basically going to show you how to, you know, yeah, what some of the options are. But uh, you good, you good, yeah, okay, good, great. Um, so, and then you're always trying to hang on to the doctor, yeah. as they're re- leaving the room, uh-huh. right? Yeah, they they never stick around. They right. never linger. There are two people who don't linger in the world. Restaurant owners and doctors. You ever gone to a restaurant owner and you talk to the owner? Yeah. They're literally always stepping away from you as you're talking yeah. to them. Yeah, Because there are a million things happening at once and they can't possibly spend time with you or yeah. process it. Doctors are the same way. They don't want to ever get connected emotionally. So it's a misnomer that in... So I brought that to the TV moment, which was like, here is the thing: um, she's injured. She has this thing. She's probably you know she's getting feeling, and you know it's usually pretty bad. There is a bla- there is a hemorrhage, and the thing. I think you have to kind of fall into a dramatic moment of television where you give the viewer stakes. Got it. And you you got to slow it down. Yeah. And, and for me, I was kind of being maybe glib. Probably is what I was being guilty of as mm-hmm. the actor playing the doctor. He came in and did that. Nonetheless, he gave me the note, walked away, and I was devastated. <laughs> yeah because i was just like i suck right i'm sucking at this i just want him to come up and tell me And he's probably really sorry that he hired me (laughs) and there's so many other actors who can do this better (laughs) and then i remember we did the scene and then he came back out and there's a meme of this on on like there's a gif of this where where i i ad-libbed a line um fucking cowboys Oh okay, and I and and he he had this big smile on his face, and I was like, okay, so so I didn't tank this. this yeah, yeah, this yeah, team. And, and and you got your joke in there. Yeah, and I got and it was it, yeah. So he he's 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 the best, you know. He's 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 one of those great great success stories where where you come to Hollywood, mm-hmm. you 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 work your ass off, you write and write and write. you 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 hit the jackpot with one thing and it turns into 10 other things Mm -hmm. and uh but working with those guys has been fantastic
0: and um so much fun you remember when so much fun we went for a hike and because their final season they're in their final season and 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 it went so well that they are doing one more i believe another season Uh uh-huh uh I think I think this is the final season. No, I, 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 I thought the news just came out like a few days ago that they were doing yet another. Uh, Fine, they'll do one more because Kevin Costner agreed to do it because the reviews are so good. Oh,
2: I just hope someone needs medical attention. I'm, I'm, I, my I, po- I, my I, point I, is I they're got. going to. Yeah, and they're I, going I, to. Uh, I just hope someone has a gunshot wound or cancer or some malady. Is that GSW? I need to, they need me to come back. It's a GSW.
0: Back. Excuse me? GSW. Doctors would wouldn't call it. They don't have time to say gunshot wound. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the time. They just go right to it. Just yeah. to have you multiple gunshot
2: wound I tra- cra- trauma. I need a crash cart stat. I worked with this doctor. There's a surgeon on set, and he's there the whole time, and he's there to give you, you know, insight on everything from taking your gloves off to how you use the tools, how you. This dude was such a stud at Park City. He's the chief of medic, emergency medic, medicine at Park City General, which should be its own show. But that guy was so great and and teaching me how to apply at medicine in these moments and how. So to, so he and, was there when you were shooting. Oh, he was in my ear the whole time. It was great. They had this as an advisor because, like,
0: I'm playing. when you say in your ear, you don't mean, like with an earwig.
2: No, he's yeah. uh just in between Just offset. yeah, got he'd, it. He'd say, that was pretty good. I watched what you did there. But next time, when you take your gloves off, like doctors don't take their gloves off that way. Surgeons don't. There's this really quick way we do it. And you'd show me how to like, you you grab both gloves and you just kind of, they pop off and oh, you got it. throw them down. You know, like, instead of going like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Pulling each yeah, finger up. <laughs> I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah, I'll be, like, yeah. Hold on. I'll be right? Yeah. With you. So to maintain <laughs> authenticity, he he was there. Uh, I, I it was really cool. I have a good, really good memory. That cast is really fun too to work with. They're so nice.
0: Um, I could just in. Uh, it's funny because it's you and I talked about this like briefly. You're like, what am I going to talk about on the show? I'm like, I don't. know We'll just start talking. And I have all these notes and I have all these things we can get into. But but I but, I, but I want long. to wait because okay so you you uh, you sold your house here you put your house on the market and you expected <laughs> to be to be on the market for like a few months yeah because I have a
2: horse property and it's unique yeah. and it's tough to sell uh, properties that are unique oh like that. I see and, Where,
0: but but the other side of the coin is you have a unique property that's many people want a certain property like this they have an equestrian property in la as
2: my realtor said and this is probably a little sort of boring but she said we hit a magic moment i'm like what's the magic moment she said well we have one a, a very heated real estate market that applies to everybody uh-huh. uh we have a unique property mm-hmm. right your property is kind of cool yeah and then uh three there are no other horse properties for sale in the entire county so the forty-five minutes into the listing being on the internet yeah. on MLS, the real estate listing site, in forty-five minutes we had like eight appointments to look at it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "This is impossible. Must just be like people wanting to come by and like look at a horse thing, yeah, or, right. or whatever." Yeah, but Lucky uh, lose. I'll just say that twenty-six hours later, we had like sold our house, <laughs> and I'm like, and then but but yet you're just like uh wait yeah what are we doing now <laughs> you, yeah, you, I don't, yeah i don't i don't know what we're gonna do yeah. i mean I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna um you know here's the thing we 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 we, we want to stay in la but we, you know it has become difficult to have horses and animals in la and los angeles as as real estate prices continue
0: to climb and get uh, ridiculous and, and so we're looking at fires i mean you guys got tickled by the fires what every summer I'll tell you what just between that the pa-
2: fires pandemic and now global war i I think that like <laughs> the war hasn't like disrupted American life, and I hope it doesn't, but there are people and i i and if this thing escalates, it could mm-hmm. but you know we're we're you you i think I had to learn how to be adaptive and you know sometimes. Your home, you're in, isn't your forever home, and you right. got to remember, we're all sort of peripatetic, and we all
0: kind of like roam around. Is that in reference things. to this house, or in reference to the house you're going to get? Are you are you saying like that next house? You don't need to go and find your forever house. You can just find a house. Yeah, I think. Is that what? what, what which one were you referring
2: to? This I house thought, or the I next house? I thought this would be like our our forever oh, house. Oh, this one. Yeah. So I really wanted to stay put. And yeah. I felt really lucky to have a house to begin with, but now. I've kind of changed my thinking that that like we move, mm-hmm. everyone moves. I moved from New York City to Los Angeles,
0: and now I'm moving from Los Angeles to someplace else. Yeah, and do you and do you um uh you know you're talking about the East Coast? And is that like do you can continue? Especially especially the way the world works now with submitting things and whatever. It's like I don't. It doesn't take you out of out of the entertainment business. I don't
2: really know how to define it. I know that we're in a, I used yesterday, I called it, we're reconstituting the entertainment industry. It's, it's literally like it was a solid and now it's a liquid. Mm -hmm. It it was linear. Now it's streaming. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's, I, I, it's very difficult for anyone to really wrap their heads around it Mm -hmm. because Consumers are in charge of the business now, which doesn't happen a lot in any business model. Mm -hmm. Where consumers are sort of dictating what succeeds and what fails. And that for companies is a very scary place to be. Companies and corporations control what the consumer gets. Mm -hmm. This, This is different. We have so many choices now, whether we watch Netflix or Disney Plus or Discovery Plus or this plus and That Plus <laughs> and Paramount Plus. I mean, essentially, we can cancel these memberships in 30 days' notice, and then we're off to something else. Right. That causes a lot of instability in these companies. Uh, where am I going with this? It means that the business is very unstable, and no one knows where it's at. Uh, when you layer in a pandemic... And all of this home-based work and remote working and auditions now are all done at home on t- on your iPhone and you send them. No one really officially knows where you are anymore. Right. And you don't need to be anywhere. Right. And honestly, I haven't worked in Los Angeles since 2017.
0: Right. Like uh, in I, L.A. No, so. I, I haven't had a need. I haven't had a need to be in L.A. since you and I did that show. And I believe that we did that show in 2014 so it doesn't matter where you live and it does and and by the way does it 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 didn't really matter then because i could have you could have flown flown in in and done that yeah and and i wouldn't tell anybody as a matter of fact i got hired as a uh a cast member on this mtv show called damage control which was like a sister show to punked and they said are you local and i was like yep like, go, okay, uh, be here tomorrow at, uh, you know, at nine at the studio. And I was like, okay. So I just took a red eye, flew in, didn't tell anybody, got a hotel. I, I didn't say a word. So no, because I didn't want them to know, because I didn't want them to think like that they were troubling me or whatever. Because this was an, you know, this is an opportunity that I wanted. But even, but now it's even, I think, just Easier. It's
2: also, you know, listen. The business is scattered. The other word is is contracting. It's smaller in a way. It's it's competitive. It's there's a lot of scarcity in opportunity and position, um, and so it it there's no centralized place. When you wanted to be a star. You came to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really apply anymore. Right? When, they're, they're, you, if you want to do Broadway, obviously you want to move to New York, and if you want to be on stage, you pretty much go to New York. Yeah. But the rest of it—film, television—it's all over the place. It's Atlanta, it's New Orleans, Toronto. Vancouver. Especially when you
0: think about like when you like when like think about us when we're starting and we're 22 years old, and like you have the option of starting a YouTube channel. So you're going off these auditions and hoping that something happens, but you can do something on yourself and just start it. You know what I mean, and just start doing something. I have a um, a joke. So you did the show called "How the States Got Their Shapes," and you did how many seasons of that? We uh, we did two seasons, but one was really worth watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? I hope that was the second one. First one. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Uh, like like a lot of things, the second season, um, executives kind of got their Claws into it. Uh, they turned it into half hours instead of hours, and they wanted to make it a game show.
0: Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah, you, that was that all
2: the drawing? Was no, the-, the drawing was a component in the first season, and that was sort of like that was really sort of like filler. Yeah, you know, just to get you from one point to yeah. the other, and it got me talking to people I, out in the world. I liked and it, it. I yeah. loved watching people try to draw stuff yeah 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 yeah. and then the second season actually became a game that we played remotely all around the country and it's just like it just didn't work that's crazy i i i that
0: was one of those shows whenever i it was on i watched it um and because it's still
2: on dude it's still on it's i did that show 11 years ago Mm -hmm. and it's still running and i think it might be the longest Unedited, non-scripted show,
0: continuously airing, ever. And here's the thing, by the way, people need to understand that from whenever that show airs, you make bank. I make it rains so it my rains my anew.
2: mailbox isn't big enough.
0: Yeah, to hold all the checks,
2: th- none of the checks that show up. Yeah,
0: go watch an episode of Showdown of the Impeccables if you can find it that Brian and I were in because every time you watch it it just we don't it's it's fuck you money you bring up so a very
2: much very money it's very good issue here zane which is the non scripted world you know we're kidding we're we're kidding i don't get a dime from how the state's got their uh-huh. shapes uh-huh. but there is it's considered non union and there are no residuals is Nothing. the word so people who work in non-scripted, unscripted television, yep. they don't get that. No. So I you, mean,
0: even like three sheets or any of those, even drinking made easy.
2: My first half yeah. hour was just shoot me, and I still get like a nickel.
0: <laughs> but I still get a nickel. And you know if you bring it to Mave's Residuals, do you know where this is? is it, do they give you a free drink? You get a free, free drink beer? if you bring a okay. residual check. So they have like a wall. I don't even know if they can fit them anymore of like these one-cent checks, which, by the way, it's, it's not even joking. You can get a check for a penny. They could have just like... Save them. I've gotten checks
2: for nothing. It just says zero.
0: But they, but the stamp. But it's like a. (laughs) But they paid the I don't even
2: know why. (laughs) I think it's because the tax after taxes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) actually you owe them money. Yeah, it's two cents is negative. Yeah, please send us a check for huh?
2: (laughs) But there's no there. Yeah, you don't get any kind of royalty or residual off of any of the non-scripted stuff. And so, over COVID, I remember. You know, none of us was working. And so I I hadn't worked in over a year. But when States came on, I just thought, like, this is so ironic that, like, you know, we're having trouble. We're not working. uh, My mortgage continues begging to be paid. Uh And you're on TV. Yeah. And you're looking at yourself on TV and you're thinking, like, this is cool.
0: I'm glad the show is still on, but like I could really use a residual yeah. check. <laughs> I remember like renting a car when Three Sheets was on or something, and I just got like a, a Camry, and someone's like, dude, why do not you get a BMW? Like, what, what? what are you thinking? Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. They have them, why well, they're available. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you ever thought of doing the spin off of that show called How Russia's Getting Its Shape? We tried to do How the World
2: Got Its Shape, and it got a green light. And really? I was two weeks away from shooting our first episode in Scotland. We were going to start there. We were going to do a whole UK thing. Wow. And two weeks before launch of that episode, meaning going out and shooting, Travel Channel decided they were going to be the all-ghost supernatural and network. Their, and
0: drop the vowels from their name.
2: And become Trivel. Tervel, Tervel. And so therein lies the whole like silliness yeah. of television. Yeah. How one minute someone
0: made that decision by the and way. And somebody made that decision. Like I, like I I can't tell you how long my dream was to 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 get a show on the Travel Channel. But I but but the joke was and I think maybe we glossed over it a little bit um it's pretty funny is that is the show is called How Russia Is Getting Its Shape. No. Yeah, I mean listen no, li, no listen how Russia's getting cuz cuz Russia's still shaping. It's not something you see, what I'm saying. Are you pitching me? No, I'm. Are, try- you, are you pitching me? Well, no, what I'm pitching you is. You're on making my a mistake.
2: Joke. You're making a very big. mistake. No, I'm mistake. not
0: pitching you- a show. I'm trying to explain a joke, and as people know, if you have to explain a joke, that's a, the sign of a good joke, <laughs> because <laughs> Russia currently is trying to change its shape. Like it's not shaped yet. It's still. It's still kind of forming. It's it's still the liquid.
2: You're right. Listen, we are. Do
0: you have notes on my joke? there. I love.
2: <laughs> Your curiosity comedically whether it works or not, Ugh. saying in the moment. Yeah. Um we're we're all we're all um reshaping our borders. I mean I wow and, and so we're all are tying up this interview It's amazing. To, no, I was it's just amazing. gonna say that you bring up a really good point in jest, but it's true, is it like these borders are always changing and I think people found that interesting in the first series. We, let's be and, honest; we and, thought they were done changing, and uh, it's constant Game
0: of Thrones, right? Wow, yeah, L- ladies and gentlemen, I, are we Brian Unger? What would you think of that um, that interview, dude?
1: That guy is my hero. <laughs> no other way to put it.
0: What Steve's doing right now is pretending like he heard the interview, but this is being recorded on a different day before the interview. Steve, you're acting yeah, so
1: I'm actually I'm actually channeling the future and my reaction and, and giving that right. to you now yeah. in real time. You're right.
0: It was, he yeah. he is my hero and it yeah. was it was awesome. Uh, all right.
1: How'd you meet how'd you meet him? I'm I'm sure you talked about it in the interview. Yeah, we did.
0: But, but I'm sure we did. I don't I don't know because this would be recorded beforehand. But we did I'm sure it will be because we did a show called Showdown of the Imbeatables. For Nat Geo. Oh, that's right.
1: And he did. He, he that. did that
0: show, How the States Got Their Shapes, and he was on The Daily Show. And I've always, I've always appreciated him. I, I think, I think he's, uh, well, obviously he's a smart guy if he's just playing doctors and lawyers all the time. But uh, yeah, he's a super awesome guy, and and we've, you know, the show didn't get a second season, but we've been friends ever since, which is great. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll let him know that you okay. think he's awesome. Uh, all right, so yeah. if you have any questions, you can email Steve. You don't check your. Uh, you you did you really shut down the Steve McKenna at gmail.com? dot you ever check it? You get too much spam.
1: It's so funny. I got another email which I forgot what it even is. I don't use it, and <laughs> I took my Steve McKenna Gmail off my phone, like the the phone icon yeah. on your on your on your iPhone. Yeah, and now. I, and I signed on just so I would not miss anything. I have the Gmail app. And now the only notification I get is all this spam that I get on Steve McKenna. Yeah. And it pops up on my phone screen. It's even more annoying than ever.
0: So, so you can email Steve at, Steve at com if you have questions. And then we'll possibly, possibly, maybe answer them on the show. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Send me an email. Send send Steve an email. But maybe it won't come through as spam. Maybe you turn off the spam things. Anyway, that's fine. Who gives a shit? All right, listen. uh, Tickets for my Logger Than Life tour go on sale. St. Patrick's Day 2022 at ZaneLamprey.com. Real quick before we go, uh, Steve. uh, Yeah. Go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) Right back at you, buddy. Thanks, buddy.